Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, and welcome back to episode 15 of the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, the one where we live in abundance. Happy New Year. Yes, 2020, new decade. Oh my gosh, it seems like yesterday we were entering 2000 for one, like I can remember going into 2000. And then 2010, I just graduated high school and I was in college and that was another big deal. So we're just marching through the decades. I know. I was thinking the other day, like going through my months and even just last year, and it's like a lot happened in the last decade for me. Got married, had three kids, started a bit. I mean, we did a lot of stuff in a decade. Oh my gosh. Same. Like I went from a very immature 18 year old or yeah, 18 year old to now I feel like a much more mature most days, 28 year old, like life has changed substantially. And if you'd asked me at 18, if I would be farming and have two kids, like I probably would be hope those things, but you know, my path was heading in a different direction at that time. Right. God's got it all planned for us. Right. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. So recap, how was your holiday season? Well, we're still finishing that up. We have, again, a small family, but we have so many celebrations. But overall, it was really, really good. We stayed healthy thus far, knock on wood. So that's always a super plus. Equally knocking. You you were healthy too? Yeah, we haven't gotten the flu or anything, and a lot of people have. You know we're both getting it. Knocking again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was good. We had a New Year's Eve little together with just some friends like one of our friends is expecting and so we just kind of low-key we had the kids too so we just hung out at home and oddly made it up until we stayed up until midnight but I had no intention of doing that when I started the night like thought for sure I was going to bed at 10 30. Right yeah we were the same way we had our kids which also I told Bart look how much our lives have changed in the last year or two. Like normally we'd get a babysitter and you'd, but we kind of like had all of our fun in Nashville and didn't feel like we should get a babysitter again. So we just went to my in-laws, um, my sister-in-laws and we hung out and we left at 1130 and we're in bed by midnight. So yeah, I guess I kissed Spartan my dreams, not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually, we had good holidays. Good like you said something like how your life has changed. We actually hung out on New Year's Eve with friends that we would have spent the last probably 10 New Year's Eves with. And we laughed so hard just sitting around the table, reminiscing on life at 2010 and 2012 and all these things that like, we were wild. Yeah. (laughs) I hope my kids don't grow up to be like me. (laughs) I know. I know. We actually just talked about this the other day about sissy because she's going to be the wild child and I hope she doesn't grow up in her teen years like her father did. Um, My sissy is also going to be the wild one. Yeah. All right. I guess the only last thing on the recap is that we have babies on the ground and I don't mean human babies. 
Baby pigs. Baby pigs. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yep. It's been a really long, long time coming and we are so grateful and I'm just so happy. I visited the barn last week and it was so impressive. Our team is like all the hard work goes to them is our team because they're making it happen. Not me, not my family. And well, you know what I mean? But like right. they're doing, they're doing the, the hard work. The, it looks the, really good. The leg work. So yeah. Yeah. You added leg. baby pigs to your operation. We added a turd truck. <laughs> That's news in the last two weeks for us. Is it cattle manure that you're spreading? Yes. So there's a lot of people around here that they'll just give you the manure if you come clean their pens, which we've done for years. We do that on our corn stalks, but we have had manure sitting for literally two years at one field because we cannot find anyone to spread it. Oh, super hard to find anyone to spread it. So Bart's like, I'm just going to buy one. Like, I don't know what else to do. We can't get anyone to do it. So he actually found a really nice one, got a really good deal on it in true Midwesterner fashion. Yeah, no and, doubt. Yeah. So we're going to do that. And so we'll just do like ours and maybe like his family's, but unless it's like a hot commodity, but you know, though, that's going to pay off in the long run. We um, bought our own sprayer, you know, last year to spray this year and just not paying that custom fee of having someone else do it. Mm-hmm. It, it paid for itself this year. Right. Isn't that, like, isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And I, I have like, we don't need to add another piece of equipment, blah, blah, blah. But like, I wasn't looking at it from the right point of view that literally just traded places that custom cost and that, that sprayer cost for us. It just made sense. Right. And that's what a lot of people, you know, they don't really dig that deep into like our farming operations. Bart and I, we just discussed the other day that he's like, I just want to be so much more efficient this year as far as planting and spraying and everything. He said, I'm just going to start to, and he did, he figured it in his head, like one man per hour, what, how many acres he could get done. And like, so we got a new planner and he just said, having that bigger planner, I'm going to be able to like pay for it twice as fast because we're going to get so much more done. Yep. And I'm just like, I love that you think that way. I love that you're efficient. Well, and it's hard. It's so hard when you take that big bite out of like a new planter or a new sprayer, like it's Mm -hmm. expensive and there's no doubt that you have to really put the pencil to the paper to see like what works for you. So I'm glad for you guys. That's like, we have a big planter and we have a small planter and, um, last year we didn't run them side by side as much as we should have. Uh, well, just because the conditions were right. crazy. And that's us. Like, we're still going to run our little planner. It's still useful to us, yeah. but it's just that other one is going to, and it's well, new yeah. to us. It's not new. Your efficiency is just going to go up. Like, you're just going to get it done quicker as long as everything stays in working order. Exactly. Okay. His biggest fear is like breakdowns. Sorry. No, you're good. Don't, don't be sorry. We will pray for no breakdowns and no flu mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You want to do a listener review? Yeah, sure. That sounds great. This is from Kyla in Kansas. I look forward to these podcast episodes in farming and in life. We can feel so isolated and alone in our feelings, thoughts, but these ladies hit the nail on the head on all their topics. And it's like being friends with friends. I totally butchered that. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing. She finishes. (laughs) Thanks. Love it. We love to hear those. So keep reviewing if you would. Yeah. Yep. Keeps us relevant in the podcast world also. Okay. So are you, year? are you jumping on the new year, new you bandwagon? New year, new you. Yes. I was just going to say those exact words, which we don't have that 
written in our notes, but that really is what people go for in the new year. New year, new you. Yeah. And I, when you wanted to talk about this, I had just like made a post that I don't believe in resolutions because mainly mine in the past have always been like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the first six months before summer. And then it never happens. And then I'm disappointed. And I just, I think resolutions are a really good way to disappoint yourself. Yeah. That's so funny because I thought of that. I said last like few days before and then here up after the first of the year. And I'm like, what can I do this year? That's something I'm actually going to follow through with. And I thought that's not fair to myself because I have so much going on. I do have some goals, like some attainable goals, like through the whole year, I have like a set of miles that I would like to run, or, um, I have a number of books and I want to keep track of the books that I read this year, but those aren't, um, anything that I'm so tied to that I'm going to make myself feel bad. But like weight loss is always a good one. I absolutely think that you should be healthy in your life and you should work out like firm believer in that, but man, setting your goals so high, I always let myself down too. always. Right. And I am, I think since I've aged, I am in the, of the mentality that I would rather my blood work be good than my pant size be smaller. If that makes sense. I'm more about my health than my weight. You are old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I turned 30 in the last decade. <laughs> I, um, I agreed to a certain extent. Definitely. Like I like to be, I like to be healthy and for me and comfortable. And for me, that means fitting into my clothes that I have now. I don't want to get, I have no goal to get smaller, but I have a goal to not get bigger. Right. So I would agree. like comfortable. I would agree with that. So we, Whitney and I talked before the podcast that we do definitely believe in goal setting and dreams and achieving those dreams, but we should be doing that all year around. And so that led us to this really interesting topic of abundance versus scarcity. And Whitney, had you heard about this before I brought it up? So I have heard of it, but not the verses, not like them paired together. Yeah. I don't know that this is actually like, uh, you know, the word for this topic, but I found some really great information online and in a nutshell, what the abundant mentality versus the scarcity mentality is someone with an abundant mentality is an optimist and is genuinely happy for others when they achieve success. They look at the big picture. They are, you know, they view happiness versus being jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy. And then those with a scarcity mindset. So on the other side of this is they're competitive and they resent other success. Like I, I thought this spoke so true to farming and to being a farm wife. It does for sure. I, I, when you wanted to talk about this, I'm like, that's exactly kind of what we're about because, you know, as farm wives, we have to be the optimist. And, and mm-hmm. I always say that I, I'm always cheering for other people. I want other people to do well. I want them to be happy and successful. And I don't know why you would want to think any other way. And there's always going to be that, tw- that twinge of jealousy because that's how we're built. We're built to it's be competitive. We're built to want what others want. Um, and then- intentionally, I think we always have that twinge, but it's, it's the choice that you make after you have that twinge of jealousy. It's that choice that you make to either be mad about it or be hateful or be jealous and angry about it. Or you can choose to say that's right for them right now. Now, how am I going to work toward my goals? I'm happy for them. Like, great. Let me lift them up. Right. Or like an example I can think of is 
oh, a few years ago, I don't even remember how long ago it was, um, some people we know got like quite a bit of ground rented. And at first I'm like, God, that's not fair. Like we should be able to have that. We really want, we really want more, you know, we want to grow. And it's like, that, that isn't the right mindset. Those people worked really hard and probably built that relationship for a really long time before they got that. We yeah. need to start doing that with other people. That's needs to be our goal. Not, I'm not going to be hateful. What's that going to solve? Yeah. It is always like the land one is always like a touchy subject. Like, dang, cause there's only so much land. Right. And, and it is hard to not be, I'm not saying jealous, envious would be the word that I would look at, but, but I want it, but word. I'm happy for them. You know what I mean? Like, but I want it to, it's a, it's like a double-edged sword, but that's something I can compare in farming that makes me think of this. Yep. And in a farm wife comparison, I think, you know, social media plays that big role of comparing game and seeing someone who is a mom of, you know, multiple kids, they can cook, they can have their house clean, they can run equipment or take food to the field and they're killing all these things and doing book work, all these things like, well, why can't I manage all that? Cause if I'm doing really good at one chances are the rest of those are falling off just a little. <laughs> right. Well, and that goes back to our, let whatever you do be enough. Um, we right. talk about that a lot that we cannot compare our middle to someone else's winning or losing season. We don't really know the behind the scenes of any of that. Yeah. And just because they're killing it, you know, there's always like, oh, well, why can't I also do that? But like, I'm killing it in my own way. And I want, I would never say, well, I wish your house was messy. Well, that would be silly. Yeah. Like that would be silly. So we always want to lift those people up and maybe strive to be better about something that you're feeling jealous for. I actually found that just in the last year, I really like to do random acts of kindness. It makes my heart warm. And -hmm. I just found that to like give someone a compliment when you start to feel that way almost releases that and makes it feel better. If that makes sense at all. Yeah. My sister-in-law told me over the holidays that if you, there's like a 90 second window for anger. And so you have the initial angry reaction or whatever that is like you're mad and it, it lasts for no more than 90 seconds. And after 90 seconds, it's a choice. Kind of like what I was saying. So I think that's. Yeah. You get to, you get to choose what mindset you're going to sit in. Yeah. Like you either get to continue being mad and negative for the rest of the day or the rest of the week or whatever, or you can just let it go and move on. I, I know this quote was like really, it's heard all the time, but it's, um, it's just a bad five minutes. It's not a bad day. And that reminds me of that. Like, don't yeah. let it ruin your whole day. Yep. It's hard. We compared it like Rhett was throwing a temper tantrum or a fit and he's been going through kind of a funk lately and doing it more so often than not. And it drives Jordan and I just bananas that he, um, especially around eating, he's like throws a fit and, you know, throws his fork. I mean, he does not throw his fork. He would be highly reprimanded for that, but he like yells and goes and sits on the couch and we just have a really um, difficult time with his relationship with food. <laughs> if he couldn't eat and he could survive, he would like, Oh my gosh, that's Bodie to a T. And I also am glad you said that because we've been having a really bad week. And so it makes me feel better that I'm not alone. Thank you. Yeah, you're it's welcome. hard. It's hard with kids because each kid is so different. Oh yeah. 
and and that's what I'm I'm quick to get angry at my kids and I think it's because I I set my expectations way too high with them. Yep. And, that, and that's like one of my goals that we were talking about goals, you know, is I feel like Bodie feels like when he gets home from school, he's getting the 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 end of me because I've been with the other two all day and like worked my butt off and then he gets home at 4 and it's like I'm ready to just be chill by myself. And so yeah. I feel bad that he gets like what's left of me at the end of the day. So one of my goals was to um, get all of my stuff done before he gets home from school so that I'm not like trying to fold laundry and do dishes at four o'clock when he gets home. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's I've like, it, it took a long time for me to realize it because we butt heads and, and I know that's what it is, is that he's getting the worst, the worst part of the day of me is when he gets home and I feel bad. Yeah. It's okay. You're doing fine. You're doing good. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to step back and like analyze things. And that's what, that's one of my goals. Yeah. But that anger thing, Rhett, we play off of each other. So like Rhett gets mad for whatever reason. There's goes his 90 seconds. Well, by then I'm mad. There is my 90 seconds. And then we choose for the next 15 minutes to be mad about who knows what. Right. So definitely a choice. It is. And it's hard. It's hard not to get mad back. I understand that because you expect more of them. You expect that they should be doing better. Yeah. Yeah, Like we are raising humans to live in a productive world and you hope that they are productive humans and like respectful and honest. (laughs) And uh, we have a kindergarten teacher friend and she said, I can teach your kid the ABCs. I can teach them to read. I can teach them math or numbers, but she said, I cannot teach them to be kind and to be, um, like polite. That's something you learn at home. So teach them to be good humans. Yes. I like, I make my kids say thank you for everything. If it's a piece of toast that I made for them, they will say thank you. If it's something I picked up off the floor for them, they will say thank you. Yeah. And Bart, Bart is a huge stickler on when they want something, he makes them use a full sentence and say, please, they don't just say like, I need milk. It's like, no, you can ask, he always says, you can ask your mom nicely and use it in a full sentence. Well, that's nicer. Usually mine's mom, milk. Oh yeah. We've told the story about Leighton wanting, I need waffles. It's like, (laughs) yeah, you're not getting waffles now, especially. (laughs) Not a chance. (laughs) Yeah. I try to show, I try to teach them not just to me either, like I'm superior, but I try to like, if Rhett gets something for Reese or if Reese gets something for Rhett, I like reinforce that. Like you need to say thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. So it works. They say, they say, thank you. Just talking about this makes me think like as moms, we have a lot of duties that just like this stuff, that's so little that shapes them for the rest of their lives. And we like, we have a lot of pressure on our shoulders raising. Oh, don't we? I need a drink. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me want to drink. Makes me want to have a drink. Like we do a lot. We're awesome. All moms. You're listening and you're a mother. You are awesome. Shout out, sister. So let's go through these seven ways or the seven like characteristics of abundant versus scarcity mindset and kind of break it down just a little bit more to maybe maybe encourage you as you're listening to think about maybe not making a resolution in your 2020 year, but maybe making a few mind, sh- mind changes, mind shifts um, right. to change your whole year, not just... And these are things that you can mess up on and you can pick it right back up again and fix it. 
Right. New year, same you, new mindset. Yeah. Good. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. We are going to apply these to our life and our farm. So the first one is thinking big versus small. And I think this is like the American farmer or the North American farmers all over the world. Really? Right. I would agree. We don't think if we're just talking simple things like our finances or the plan, our year, our daily plans affect our year. So everything we work for planting, um, tillage, fertilizer application, all of these things are on a year schedule. What we do today affects this big picture. And then this year affects the next year and the next year affects the next year. Like we, um, future planners is what we are. Yeah, really. We alternate our crops. That's one example. So we're putting corn on ground one year. Well, this fall we'll put fertilizer for the crop for the next year, knowing that this year's crop puts some nutrients back in the soil for next year's crop. Right. Like farmers are abundant thinkers in the regards of thinking big. You have to be, if you thought small, if you only thought Whitney for your next month, when you had your equipment payment in March, you would be sadly on up a Creek without a paddle. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's all super true to life in general and big in farming, very big in farming. Yeah. So the second one is plenty versus lack. Um, those with an abundant mentality believe there's plenty of everything in the world from resources, love, relationships, wealth, and opportunities, and they believe they can afford what they want in life. Like I can, they always say I can, they're not I canters. Yeah. And I need to really focus on this one because I do think sometimes I see like, oh, I don't have time for that or I can't do that, but really it's a choice and Mm -hmm. I'm choosing not to do that. It's where you decide to spend your time instead of other areas. Yeah. It, yeah, that's an interesting one. So I need to pay attention to that using the word can or, um, like I'm choosing not to rather than I can't, like I'm not able to. Right. Yeah. Me too. I, that was a good one. I didn't read these before we did this just so you know. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Happiness versus resentment is number three. And that one is about, Having someone with an abundant mentality is an optimist, again, and genuinely happy for others, kind of like we talked about at the beginning. People who aren't in that abundant mindset, they're in the scarcity mindset, they're competitive, they want what others have, they resent someone who, you know, does better than them or in their eyes does better than them. Because remember, everything we do is perfect for ourselves. And unless you're literally in direct competition with someone else for the same thing, then maybe you can have a little bit of resentment because you're like, dang, what did I do wrong to not get that land or job or that raise? Other than that, none of our lives are the same enough to be resentment for someone else's success. Uh-uh. Yeah. And when you say it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Like no one that's doing the exact same thing as us to make it. I really yeah. like that one. And even though, even then everything in your lives leading up to that point, even if you are in competition with someone else, your lives before that are so different that there's something, I don't know. It just seems silly to be resentful for someone else's success to me. Right. There's too many factors that play into, I mean, there, people work really hard to get where they're at, so we can't resent them for getting the opportunities they do. Yep. I agree. Mm, I really like that one. They're all good. 
They are good. The fourth one is embracing change versus fear of change. And I talked about this the other day that, so it says here, a person with an abundant mindset understands that change is a part of life. They embrace it and accept it. Appreciating the fact that change leads to positive outcomes, even if change is somewhat challenging or difficult to navigate, it's still better. Um, fear plagues those with scarcity mindset. They will spend time constantly complaining about change and take a longer period of time to accept if they ever do. So I talked about this the other day that God sometimes hears things that we don't in that he changes our plans. And even though it may seem hard at the time, things always end up better usually, you know, and you never think that they will be, but they are. If yep. that makes any sense at all. But we just well, had a, we had a situation this year. I'll just explain it that, um, we had a storage building and we got it taken away for whatever reason. And we, we have a few things that we really like to keep inside due to weather. And so, um, Bart's dad actually approached us and said that him and his sisters would like to sell a couple acres. So we were able to buy a couple acres and we're going to put up our own storage building, which in the end, I mean, we were pretty upset because we wanted to keep stuff inside, but in the end, it's going to be so much better for us now because it's going to be ours and I mean, we can do whatever we want with it. Right. And the payment is um, something in that hole of the unknown. Right. Yep. So, like that was a yeah. good example for, you know, God, God did things then that we weren't very sure about, but in the end it's working out great. Yeah. I remember all that going down in, um, Whitney speaks lightly, it, stuff like that really weighs on you, whether you want it to or not, like subconsciously it weighs on you hard and even just not something like that, like decisions that we made about the cell unit, it just weighs on you and you don't even know it's happening. Um, and then at the end, when it all comes out, it may be a half a year, it may be a month, it may be 10 years from now, but things that are going on in our life today, I fully, fully believe have a reason that they're happening. God has a plan in that. And it, to relate it back to farming, even you have to embrace change, technology, advancements in seed, um, just all the things that we know now that we didn't know then, if you're still living back in the nineties, even, or the, the early two thousands, you're really phasing out of, of being on the most efficient right. farmer that you can be. Right. And you have to see the bigger picture that in 10 years, that is going to be what farming is, is technology. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, if you're out there farming and you don't have the, the cutting edge of technology, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't no, mean you're we a don't farmer. I'm saying if you're, if you're not open to change and you're not, ad, you're not looking for change or ways to, in the future, make your operation more efficient, which in regards of farming is technology, whether we like it or not. Right. Um, if you're fearful of it and you don't, you don't embrace the change or if like, you're resistant, if you just really try your hardest to not, to not go with that. Right. It will affect you. Yep. I, I really like that one. I'm a full believer that God has a plan for everything. So proactive versus reactive. So proactive versus reactive is those people with that positive attitude, this abundant lifestyle, they're going to take a proactive approach to life. They're going to be looking forward to the things that they can do better to make their life better. 
And if you're in that reactive stage, you wait for bad things or you wait for things to happen and then you react to them. And um, it's kind of like if you're in a financial bind and you don't do anything about it and then you're waiting until the banker says, you're done. Can I have my money? And you don't have it rather than being proactive and saying, okay, well, I may need to extend my R lock this year. I need to get all my documents together and go to my bank more work to get more money. Yeah. Yep. Or I'm looking to get more custom acres to spray, or I'm doing this to like better my situation. And that's the only really way I could think of relating it to farming. Right. Well, it's just like how we talked about with our kids. You're either being proactive and trying to change things for the better or you're reacting all the time. Yeah. Yep. And we're, we are not perfect. No, heck no. We react. We have bad attitudes. Some. Hey, do you guys hear that? That's my son. He put Expo marker all over his face while we're recording this episode. Yeah. And we're, we're not cutting this out because this is real life. Yeah. We'll have a picture. I have a picture. Don't worry. Okay. So six is learning versus knowing it all. Um, an abundance mentality craves learning and growth, which I love. I love that. And mm-hmm. they never have ending thirst for knowledge or developing new skills, which is very true to farming. And a scarcity has severely limiting beliefs that they can ever learn or grow more. It kind of goes back to that fear of change one, like mm-hmm. being all of them proactive and not fearing change and wanting to learn. Those all kind of go hand in hand. Right. And I always say that's like my favorite saying is knowledge is power. I love to learn things especially mm-hmm. in farming, just because that's our life. But I just love to learn. Yeah, me too. Especially things that are relevant to our lives. So like farming or being, you know, mothering, like learning about putting the expo markers, not that ones that my kids are riding on his body with, but the ones that you take in the tractor and then you ride on the window, that's right. learning to me. Like, okay, that's a mothering tip that I can use. I know. I, I really like these. These are so good. Good job. What is working and what is not working? That is the final number seven of the abundant versus scarcity. Being efficient. Yeah. Like look at your life. Why are you, what, you know, what's going on in it that you want to change and what's working and what's not. And if you're willing to make the changes and be proactive and do the work that it takes to shift your mindset, then you'll be, um, you'll be better than you were last year better than you are today. Yeah. And I'm going to read this that you had typed up here because it's really good. It says a person with a scarcity mindset selects negative thoughts and adopts a victim mentality. Strong emotions they experience on a daily basis create stress in the body with the range of emotions shifting from anxiety, fear, worry, anger, and resentment. Their negative emotions, thoughts, and beliefs create illnesses in the body leading to poor health. And that is absolutely so true. Mm Mm-hmm. Those with an abundant mindset are often visionary, seeing the limit, limitless possibilities in the world. Life is short, live large, believe in the endless possibilities life has to offer, and choose to live an abundant life, creating memorable moments you can cherish forever. And you can find so much more. This We found a lot of this good stuff off just off the internet. I literally Googled abundant mindset versus scarcity mindset and got so many amazing things. I love it. Yeah. So if you're going into 2020, which we're all already there, we're not really going into it anymore. Don't 
if you have a resolution, like more power to you, we will lift you up because we're those type of people. <laughs> right. But if you want to just make some subtle changes in your life, like let's start with our minds. Let's start with how we act to ourselves, how we act toward other people. And, and I think if we make just a few reminders for ourselves, you know, when you catch yourself doing something you're dissatisfied with, change it, like make a change. It's all about it. Yeah. I know okay. that we have a lot of, of people that follow us that like that we talk about not comparing. And I saw a quote the other day that said, your life isn't yours if you're always worried about what other people are thinking about you. And yeah. isn't that so true to this? Right. Yeah, and I, I struggle totally with agree. that. I struggle with that bad, but I also have to do the flip side and change my mindset. Everybody does struggle with that. Like if someone says they don't at all, then like they're not living human lifestyle. But, um, I think everybody does to a certain extent, like nobody wants to make anyone mad in theory. Like that's not their in initial goal. Right. Or have people not or like to hurt them, people. So. Yeah. And that leads into this quote that we have for the end is the secret to having it all is believing you already do. Yeah. It, this has been a really good one. Like happy 2020. Let's get our lives on track. Um, let's keep heading in the right direction and, um, just celebrate another season of Midwest Farm Wives podcast. Heck yeah. I'm not sure you, again, if you could call it season two, but we'll just call it season 2020. <laughs> yeah, and for listeners that don't know, Kylie and I were graciously, um, well, how do I say this? We're on the team of Farm and Rural Ag Network now, so yeah, you can find us so on their listen, website. If you listen here, well, hello, we know you probably already do. If you're listening to us on Farm and Rural Ag Network, thank you very much. And for our listeners, you can find other really great ag podcasts on that station and, and you can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts. Google, I'm sure any of your major podcasting mm -hmm. forums will have it. And it has um, Rob's two shows. It has just some really good options of different types of ag podcasts that you can listen to. Yep. They're all really good. So we're humbled by that. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Shout out to the Sharkies. Yep. Okay. Um, we will be back on January 20th with episode 16. But for now, we're going to wrap it up. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.